Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com. And use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit, EndoDecoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, EndoAligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, EndoDNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind, created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. What's up, everybody? It's me, Cannabis Industry Lawyer, Tom. You can find me over at CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, and you're tuned in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we go over the week in cannabis legalization news and discuss law and policy so that you can change them. We have a big story today out of the Senate, and with that, let's bring on Miggy. Miggy, what's up? Yo, a lot of stuff going on. It's all about regulation, I think, you know? Like- a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so, like, you know, guys, if you have any questions, please hit us up in the chat. Throw us a super chat if you want us to answer your questions. And uh, let's kind of talk about this thing that has, I mean, it's done. It passed on a voice vote, which is really, really cool. Um, and it's been, they've, they've been following this over at Marijuana Moment for a while, but Senate. Yeah. Uh, they they passed it on a vo- voice vote, so they didn't even have to tally uh, the yeses and the noes. And Schumer says he's having productive talks on broader reform. Uh, and this is an interesting research bill that they have uh, that they're going to be uh, sending. So the Medical Marijuana and Cannabinoid uh, Cannabidiol Research Expansion Act. It'll make it easier for any research to get done. Do you see the uh, specifics on that one? Nikki? No, I, I just know it's going to be, you know, that's the big barrier, right? That's why we haven't had all the researches done is because they can't get the approvals, you know, being that it's on Schedule 1 BS. Uh, right. Oh, yeah, go ahead. But that, no, it's going to make it, I was just looking for the aspect of it where they talk about the FDA. Uh, it's going to make it a lot easier to get research done. So I was just trying to find the specifics on it. Well, it's, uh, see, Schumer says the bill would eliminate red tape that hinders cannabis research. So most likely, I mean, isn't the going to not reschedule it, but allow, like, what's the, um, what's the bypass here? And anyways, you know, being that we're in a lame duck session, because that's how this passed, um, do we have, what, another month to cl- do more marijuana reform, you know? Uh, you have the lame duck session, and so people take the holidays off, especially, you know, politicians. However, they don't swear into the next uh, Congress until January 20th. So we do have a little room, right, for more stuff to come through? Yeah, if they actually have something that they want to pass. 
Let's see. Okay, Feinstein shared it. Let me just actually open the bill and see what it says. Yeah, because I'm trying to find the specifics on it. Like the, we just like, don't have a lot of meat on this one. Like very roundabout speech. Like we need to need more studies. Yeah, they always say we need more studies. There it is. The bill encourages the FDA to develop cannabis-derived medicines. One way it is proposed to do so is by accrediting medical and osteopathic schools, practitioners, and research institutions and manufacturers with a scheduled run registration to cultivate their own cannabis for research purposes. Also, the DEA gets a mandate to approve applications to be manufacturers of marijuana uh, FDA-approved research. That's pretty cool. So they're going to start actually researching uh, cannabis as an FDA-approved uh, drug. So you need that if it's not going to be in Schedule 1, but it's actually going to be like in Schedule 2, 3, 4. You need to have it have you know gone through the FDA and been approved for right. some type of uh, medicine, which would be really, really cool if they did it in a fairly broad way where you know cannabis has been around for a long-ass time. Um, what? Can you imagine if alcohol was broken down this hard and, and, and regulated? Like, I mean, this is a form of regulation, right? They're just allowing more studies or access to uh, 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 for that path of medicine to be, you know, because we've always been saying how it's medicine and cannabinoid, uh, that your, your endocannabinoid system uh, absorbs and wants and likes uh, uh, all the cannabinoids. And also, uh, you know, there is some uh, thing to the whole cancer thing, but also it's a... a you know, for uh, cataracts, you know, a decompressant uh, uh, for concussions. You know, it's this multifaceted plant that I think people are just going to learn more stuff we can do with it, right? But then again, it's not still uh, even kill along the way, right? Because, I mean, CBN for one person is different for another, like just like caffeine sometimes, you know. Yeah, some people react to caffeine differently than others. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be more interesting news uh, out of Oregon. So this one's being reported from the Gondrepreneur. Oregon firm files lawsuit challenging state laws against cannabis exports. A federal lawsuit has been filed in Oregon. This and is your see. favorite clause, right? The, the, the I'm not clause? sure. I'm not sure if it is. I have to see what they Oregon say Commerce about clause. it. Well, it much, I haven't read the complaint. And so one of the, there it is. Yeah. So the lawsuit filed in the U.S. District Court of Oregon. Uh, it says that it has an interpretation of the Constitution's Dormant Commerce Clause to prevent states from, uh, you know, uh, creating laws that benefit that particular state and, and uh, penalize interstate commerce. So uh, under the, the DCC, for example, and that's the Dormant Commerce Clause, an Oregon law prohibiting the export of hazelnuts hmm. would be invalidated. And so, like, it's the same. All the cannabis grown in uh, your state pursuant to a license cannot be sold outside of that state right. by law. Uh, so then is that, does that violate the dormant commerce clause? Tune in to Oregon. They'll be fighting that now, but if they win that, that'd be great. Oh yeah. And the price would go up in Oregon finally, because they would try to export it. Well, that's one of the more recent articles, which I haven't uh, clicked or, or, or shared or have ready, but um, they're, Oregon's lower taxes right now, right? Their, their, their tax revenues uh, has decreased. So they've kind of plateaued with the consumership uh, there. But also, uh, uh, they could export so much because Nevada, a border state, needs the weed. <laughs> you know, they need it bad. Yeah, Nevada needs the product. Oregon has too much product. Uh, Illinois doesn't have enough product. Michigan has too much. And, and this would be, like you said, great for interstate uh, commerce. Like, this would open the barrier. And, and I always wonder why the West Coast hasn't done this yet, right? Like, I 
I go through the whole what, last year when I went up and down the coast, I went from legal state to legal state to legal state. And I was like, man, like the same little bit of weed I carry with me was perfectly legal. But, uh, you know, if I bought it in that state at that time, which I thought was funny. Yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to turn out, if that's going to be found to be um, against the Dormant Commerce Clause as much as the in-state residency points have been found to be. That'd be really cool if it is. Yeah. Uh, exporting weed then. And then we uh, got uh, uh, Ocean Works going on. OSHA Works, yeah, that's right. Uh, this one is being reported out of Beard Brothers. Uh, OSHA is looking into the cannabis facilities after more True Leaf. Uh, worker death. And so that's from on November the 14th. Uh, Lorna McMurray, she was only 27 when she passed away on January 7th, three days after collapsing on the job. Federal agents, well, her family alleged the lack of ventilation exacerbated her asthma. Well, and this is going to be one of those like real regulation, right? Like this is OSHA already has one study. Uh, we had Farmer Tom on in the beginning of the first year. And they did a study of his farm of doing like a, a carpal tunnel, like trimming. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they measure the pressure of the hands and, you know, they watch your routine and what you're doing, you know, lifting with your, your knees, not your back and all the other stuff. Like there are actual harms that could happen in industries and, and, and manufacturing. So uh, this will be interesting to watch, too, because then then you have rules, federal rules for how your business should be operating. OSHA rules. Right. And those federal rules are designed to keep people safe and the industry should have to follow those types of rules, just like any other industry does, especially one that employs hundreds of thousands of people all over the United States. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing, right? Keeping people safe unless you're in uh, Bell County, Texas. Mm. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, there's also or unless you're working for True Leaf in Florida. He described, and this is one of the former supervisors, described the work as toxic and dangerous, exposing truly for their uh, dirty practices and neglect in the face of this tragedy. No PPE was ever provided to employees. All protective was intended to preserve the product, not the employees. N95 masks, hairnets, and gloves are not personal protective equipment. They were the only things provided to employees. So they had N95 masks Uh to filter out crap. Because, I mean, that's essentially what happened, right? Because you're, you're, yeah. you're talking about, like, working in a, a, a mill, like a dust mill, you know? I mean, with that kind of key, you know, uh, into, you know, that amount, you know? Because mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. amount of, in my little jar will not kill me. Yep. It's interesting. Uh, the OSHA is looking into that cannabis-related death from the industry. Yeah. Well, well this is, uh, there's some good news, more good news being reported out of the Gondrepreneur. More than 100,000 low-level cannabis cases could be expunged under the new Missouri law that goes into effect here on December 8th. Uh, our friend Adela Wisdom, who was on the show, too, I had her uh, interviewed her. Uh, her trial has been postponed again after, I think, three years. She's going on three years now over some bullshit, uh, like 20 plants that weren't even, like, flowering. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Total crap. But, uh, yeah, that's a good deal for uh, Missouri. Yeah, yeah, I got a little blurb, uh, quote, uh, that's all to do the back-end paperwork, and then after then, it'll be split into three buckets. These are great things for Missouri, veteran services, things like rides and therapy, public defenders who are so severely underfunded across the state, and then finally to drug treatment and counseling. So we're pleased at the amount of money we'll raise through this sales tax. Talking about sales tax being used to help fund expungements, public defenders, 
and also drug treatment and counseling centers. Isn't that something? Using cannabis money to do something uh, good for your state as opposed to, you know, just arresting people and not allowing them to have a licensed uh, regulated product? You know, it's funny is uh, a lot of shops do good work, right? Raising food for like the homeless or the uh, winter coats. Uh, I know Lance Gore did that with with the uh, old pot shops. You know, we get the stigma of the pot. It's just another store, you know, that can help a community. It can help. Here in Washington State, though, the recreational side, the the LCB, the fun police, uh, they put a no-no to that. So no discounts for anything. Like, seriously, come on. Because uh, some people were trying to do that. They are like, hey, uh, bring a can, get a discount, you know, like 20%, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, no, not here no more. Yeah, that's too bad. You know, the fun police out there, and then they overregulate the plant sometimes. Exactly. Uh, it's not the best, but uh, it's those are the rules. Well, and then do you have the one for Texas, that, that article up? Let me go ahead and find the, uh, it's also from the Gondrepreneur. We yeah. covered a lot of stories from the Gondrepreneur in this week's news. Let me pull it back up here. Gondrepreneur is reporting Bell County, Texas District Attorney asked police chief to resume low-level cannabis crime enforcement. That's fucking nuts. That's funny. That's so fucking nuts, though, man. Like, yeah. Why are you going to like revert back in time now? Like what's the. Yeah. I like, but he, Bell County, Texas district attorney, Henry Garza requested Colleen police chief, Charlie Gimble to resume making arrests for low level cannabis possession, even though voters passed a resolution to end enforcement. What are they, uh, North, South Dakota. Well, yeah, here's here's a quote from Garza's letter. No, this is in Texas. And so in order in that order, you must instruct your employees, among other things, not to make arrests for the possession of misdemeanor amounts of marijuana, nor to consider the odor of marijuana or hemp as plausible cause for any search and seizure. I am writing to respectfully request that you rescind this order, uh, Garza said via in, in his letter. And that was being reported out of their newspaper, The Herald. It says, in that order, you instruct your employees, among other things, not to make arrests for the possession of misdemeanor amounts of marijuana, nor to consider the odor, odor of marijuana or hemp as probable cause for any search and seizure. Right. Uh, that's, that's just fucking nuts, man. That's just... I mean, why are you trying to, like, go after people like this? Like, what's the... Who are you saving, buddy? Like, who... Well, he's saving his own jobs, you know. And we have to... Can you please allow us to continue to uh, arrest... Uh, the the measure to decriminalize was approved by 70% of the voters. Those 70% of people don't know what they're talking about. Dude, law enforcement has the worst argument when it's trying to like not to stop uh, yeah. in pro-regression. That's like, well, we won't know where the crime's at. Like, that's not how crime works. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, it's just the worst argument. Uh, like the upside down bullshit argument. It's wrong. Yeah. yeah, well, it's it's just a little bizarre, but then you know, because they're there for law enforcement and they're always say like, hey, we're just trying to enforce the laws. Don't blame us for the laws. And then they change the law and then they write, hey, can you go back to how it was? It's like, wait, exactly. wait, is this law enforcement or is this now advocacy? It's just like, why can't you just focus on, on real crime? You know, why does it have to be this plant in, in possession or consumption? Like there's no uh, a rhyme or reason except for just being an asshole. Mm hmm. No rhyme nor reason. Now, there is an interesting story that happened in Kentucky this week. And yeah, buddy. Kentucky is so cool that uh, because they haven't had anything in so long. We, and we a, should do like a shit I wasn't expecting or something. Yeah. Like
Governor Bashir is defending the legality of his action on medical marijuana. So if you hadn't heard, the governor issued an executive order that allows Kentuckians to purchase or possess up to eight ounces of medical marijuana at any time for them uh, for themselves uh, if it was legally purchased in another state and they keep the receipt. You believe that? It's amazing. And this order is set to take effect on January 1st, 2023. Uh, the governor yeah. said Thursday he'd be happy to rescind his order if the state's GOP-dominated legislature passes legislation next year to legalize medical cannabis. But until the act, it's my job to stand up and be there for all folks. So well, I think hey, it's amazing. I, I can't wait to work in Kentucky. I mean, I'm really looking forward about working in uh, uh, Missouri this fall. Uh, but, you know, it's going to be fun to work in states that are a little bit closer than, I don't know, Connecticut. Stick around. We're going to be talking about Connecticut later on a deep dive we'll do on Name That Strain. Kentucky's just funny, though, man. How do you how do you elect a, a, a Democratic governor, but yet you keep Mitch McConnell? Yeah, but it's pretty interesting. At least 21 conditions qualify under this newly proposed executive order in uh, Kentucky to somewhat legalize medical cannabis. And those conditions include cancer, epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease and PTSD becomes effective January 1st, 2023. Does that update the website? Allowing the out-of-state product, does that kind of violate the dormant clause too? Or does that encourage the dormant clause? Like that's just uh, trafficking. Saying, saying that you can't. So like, I don't think this would violate the dormant commerce clause. He's saying, well, you, you really don't have any option. You can only do interstate commerce. I, I, I It sounds like he's encouraging trafficking. Oh, very much so. <laughs> yeah. But keep your receipt. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's it. Keep the receipt. <laughs> hey, but we got uh, pot stock news. Oh, okay. Let me uh, go to the next one then. I just really think that it's cool that uh, by executive order, they're going to legalize medical cannabis in Kentucky. Well, and and Kentucky's always been the state I've been referencing for like extra bullshit. Like now it's going to be just Tennessee, I guess, Mm because Kentucky's up where in at least 1990. Yes. Then Potstocks, the moneyshow.com is uh, reporting that the Safe Banking Act could light up Potstocks showing once again how you write a headline for anything with cannabis make sure that it has a pun in it so the the light up pot stocks that's the pun in the headline anyway uh they are reporting that if this safe banking act passes the cannabis stocks may rally but they really have only one way to go as they are down approximately 70 percent from last year can they do you think they can push this through the uh um uh lame duck session uh the safe banking act sure yeah but then you have to well uh, yeah because i think the democrats still have congress so you're just going to see they still are going to have the senate and so you just really need to make sure that whatever gets out of the congress is bipartisan and then gets to the senate but then congress has been routinely passing the like safe banking act or the more act yeah because a lot of the people from states where cannabis legal might just tend to be Republican. So they may, you know, actually support uh, a sensible regulation at the federal level. Yeah. It's just crazy how it's a partisan issue. It's just, it's really not. It's an American issue. It's, it's the thing that's really hurting us all. Yep. But they love to politicize everything. Welcome yeah. to America. We'll politicize a ham sandwich. <laughs> hey, what I'm not going to politicize is I, I got a new article on uh, the CLN. What's up? 
So free stuff. I got a. Uh, I'm gonna do that giveaway. So I, uh, uh, if you go to our website, campuslegalizationnews.com, and click on the Stoner Engineering article, uh, it's those little. Uh, this guy he he 3D prints these uh, little engineered, uh, um, like vape card holders and stuff. And you know, mm-hmm. it's just like I think 3D printing is amazing. And so this is a young guy who's just created his own product. So check out the website. Uh, he's got my Instagram link in there and his Instagram link. I just want to see a pic and tag us, you know, a little vape. And then mm-hmm. come Christmas, I'll, I'll give somebody a present. Yeah, great. Send an email. Yeah. Everybody, if you want to get on the podcast, uh, you can. Because you we can. do have our 420 somewhere guest spots open for people in the industry. Email uh, Biggie at 420binary at gmail.com. And then Please he'll do. say, hey, I got somebody who can be on the podcast. I'll be like, cool. Who's, who wants to come on? Come on down. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do the split thing again? Yeah, we are. We are. Uh, you know, we can kind of hang out. I don't know if how many more uh, articles we had. Or was oh, that, that was it? it. Oh, yeah. That's the uh, week in cannabis legalization news. It would only be speculation. Let's do the Weldon Angelo's. Uh, do you have his uh, tweet? it's in slack all right let yeah. me just go hop that cool. into slack then and I'll take and that what tom's over. referring to is uh, uh welding confirms because he's been part of the whole trying to get the safe baking act through you yeah. know there's a, a big conversation about like uh uh you know the safe baking doesn't help all people well you know it helps people in the business the ones trying to do the business right I'm not cash handling. You know, people yeah. are, you're gonna have less robbery if you have less cash in that building or at least, yeah, like most most theft is internal, you know. Uh, yeah. So anyway, safe is still on track. Will be introduced in December. Final language will be released before the end of the month. Uh, they have until what January twentieth to get this thing uh, passed in the lame duck session. You know, we'll see. But it's the Senate is still in Democratic hands. The administration still Democratic for another two years. Weed is very popular. We'll it's see what happens. Popular at any side like that i just this is a no-brainer for like making shit happen for americans man like you know the more progressive we get with the campus legalization the more real social equity and all the other things can come in play like you know the real equity is just having everybody a chance an equal chance to grow this damn plant <laughs> yeah right like they're going to give people an equal chance to to the, grow that plant and see here i'm trying to uh yeah, that's not up anymore. That one thing that Clout King had sent around. I'm trying to oh, pull up those. Yeah, but I'm just getting an error report from Wix now. Well, you know you fucked up when you delete your Instagram account. <laughs> ha, ha. So we can't even share that that tasteless thing. You know what we can do? Because it's 420 somewhere. It's, it, uh, did we do the 20 past the hour? We missed it. Can't we space it at 420 somewhere. There well, it is. 422 is 422. Well, it's, four, it's 420 somewhere. I'm going to take a short break. Well, I did it. I sold this place. And so uh, my half of the the podcast is going to be moving over to this in uh, a little bit of time. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to be trying to take too much new work on until the new office gets open. Uh, however, you know, this this is going to be a little bit different. I'm no longer going to be working out of a house. Are you going to so, do more of a studio look type thing? 
Oh, there's two studios. It's a it's a YouTube studio office. And so oh. there's a YouTube studio right there. And then there's another YouTube studio right there. And then I will have an office. Uh, and then there's plenty of other office spaces for uh, additional people that can come and work. Uh, the whole goal is to like have uh, YouTube studios for online entrepreneurs that are also making their living uh, online. Nice. Like I do. Uh, and you know, if it's cool in the sense that then I'll have like two or three different studios and then I'll have people that are helping me. So we'll actually be able to make uh, like those longer types of series where you create 10 episodes and then you're like, don't forget, you're going to go over like the thing that you really need to know. Click this episode right here. Uh, oh, yeah. And, no, you're really good at that. Yeah. Uh, last time when we were doing it, though, I swear this software flips our things. So like if we were going to try to put Oh, yeah. the, um, uh, the the next video that you should totally check out if you really want to keep on the platform and keep watching us. Uh, first, you can just skip over and go join us in the Connecticut thing. But uh, when we were pointing, like, go watch this, this one right here. Evidently, like when it's broadcast, it's flipped. And so, like, I, I'm going to have to, like, check that out because, like, I'm saying, like, go watch this video yeah. right here. And I'm pointing, like, at the center. But I swear, sometimes it says that I'm pointing over there. So provided that there's a video on your screen, I want you to go watch it. And we'll be back to talk all about equity joint ventures, deep dive and place some name that strain pretty quickly. Pretty yeah. quick. Do it. Jump over. Yep. Thanks, guys. Uh, likes and subscribes. Thanks so much, everybody. <laughs>